Our guest today, Darlene Kyern, was first in touch with various aspects of the other side from a very young age. Her psychic abilities as a little girl frightened her Catholic mother, though, so after a while she gave up these interests until resuming them as an adult. Her studies have spanned a range from angels to UFOs to portals, vortexes, spiritual counseling, and guidance for folks going through the dying process. These days, Darlene is working on her spiritual artwork, which she finds focuses her very powerfully in the now. Darlene, it seems you had your spiritual abilities from a very early age. Yes, when I was uh, very young, I could see the angels and see people who had passed over. I was able to um, teletransport and see things on my neighbor's roofs. And then as I got a little older, my mom was very afraid of that. So it kind of went away. And then, uh, I don't know, I always kind of held on to it. And probably in my mid-30s, I just started getting all of it back. So I've been working with that. And um, I do tarot cards and I've worked with people with death and dying and have done spiritual counseling and different things. So uh, yeah, and my one gift I, I have had was with the death, the people that are dying and helping them to pass over. Yes. Yes. So that's about <clears throat> me. Were you raised in a religious tradition? I grew up Catholic, and when I got married, I went out of the Catholic Church and tried other religions. And what I found is that there are good parts in all religions and some bad parts in all religion. And what I found was me talking to God out in my backyard, I was closer to God than any church ever got me to. So that's kind of where I went to with yes. my um my religion is my backyard or anywhere i am <laughs> <laughs> when you saw angels did they talk to you did they take you on any journeys i was quite young then i don't remember so much i just remember like my grandma came and i told mom what she said and somebody else what they said and my mom was just so totally afraid of it she would just, you know, didn't want me to do that. So uh, the angels, I just, I always smiled. I just saw them. I don't remember talking to them so much back then. Did you feel protected by them? When I was young, I didn't know. I just liked them. But yes. now that I'm older and the angels are around, I love it. Yes, I feel protected. <laughs> yes. Did they did they look like uh, our our normal understanding of angels? Did they have wings? That sort of thing? Yeah, uh, I would imagine because that's kind of what I remember, you know, back then. Yes. Now, Janice said you were very informed on UFOs and encounters that have taken place. Yes. Uh, I actually feel that I was taken when I was very young. I was very sick from when I was born till about age 10. And I remember going up on the ships uh, when I was young and these beings were more like us they look like humans and i said they're very tall but i'm going everybody's tall i'm a little kid i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> but i i really feel they helped um heal me because i was near death a few times in my young age 
did you have any kind of near-death experience from your illness? Well, that was mostly when I was young, and I don't really remember the whole story of it, just just the feeling that these people were helping me stay here. Hmm. So I, I can't tell you the whole thing of that. There's a researcher now, PMH Atwater, who is, although she said she resisted for years, is now doing studies comparing angels and aliens, basically. And I, I yeah. wonder what your thoughts were on that, if they're related somehow. I believe they are. I believe there's all kinds of beings out there, and there are positive and some, I don't call them negative, I, uh, mischievous ones. So, uh, you know, you have to know what you're dealing with and how to deal with them. I've worked with energy systems and Reiki master and different things for many, many years and learned from spiritual teachings how to work with these energies. So it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> she also mentioned the Bradshaw Ranch uh, vortex and some things you've seen there. Yeah. On the Bradshaw Ranch, there was many sightings of portals right at the Bradshaw Ranch with the owner, Linda and Tom Dungo, and um, of seeing like dinosaurs and other things through these portals. Uh, I used to go out there um, with my boyfriend. We used to do UFO tours and orb um, tours where you look in the night vision and you saw all the orbs. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were very interesting. And one day, um, my boyfriend left and my friend and I were sitting under the tree and a portal opened up. It just was like this misty gray energy and couldn't really see through it good, but all the red rocks were gone. You just saw this misty gray energy and I wanted to go over and my friend said, you're going nowhere. And so I never <laughs> went over to it. And then we just sat there. I don't know, maybe... I don't know, five, 10 minutes seemed like forever. And then it just dissipated and there were the red rocks again. Wow. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But there was no uh, vision of anything, as you said. Dinosaur. No, it was just kind of a mist and you really couldn't see through this one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, if, it, if you were seeing dinosaurs, do you think they were from another um, dimension? Time? Yeah. Or were they, was it a, a current view of a of another dimension, or was it a past light, a past um, uh, image? I, I don't know that. That was I did not see those. That was the Linda, who was the owner of the ranch, Linda Bradshaw and Tom Dungo. They're the ones that had seen that. Mostly Linda, I think. Oh. I never saw that. No. That's very interesting. Yeah. And are they still around? No, and the ranch has been sold to the government. No one can go out on the ranch anymore. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> uh -huh. Isn't it interesting how the government... They take over those things? portal spots. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the chances would be of your contacting the deceased people who saw this? Oh, I don't know. I never have thought of doing that, but... I don't know. Maybe I could try it, but yeah. At some point. Uh, Tom Dungo is still alive, and he's very interesting about all the UFO sightings and all that information. And uh, uh, when we're done, I can 
text you his information. Oh, very good. Now that the government is beginning to open up a little bit about UFOs, although they don't call them UFOs anymore. Yes. They are beginning to acknowledge the existence. Some people think that they might be unfriendly aliens, but that has not been your experience? Not the ones that I've totally been in contact with. No, they were very malevolent. They were not harmful at all. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, uh, with studies and stuff, I see there there are probably some different races that are just more doing things for their own their own sake and you know experimenting on animals and people and things like that because they're just uh, that's what they do is for their their learning. So if you call that evil, I guess you could, um, but I I don't think it's just. Everyone has a different agenda. Uh, every every race out there, I think there's many races that are, are around. Uh, we've been kind of off limits the planet for quite a while with that. Um, and yeah, it's just, I just always go with my heart and I always find the positive things in life. So I think if you do that, you're not going to get in trouble with any negative aspects of things. And if you do, there are people that can help you. Well, you've done spiritual counseling for people who are about to leave their bodies. Tell us a little about some of those. Yeah, sure. What you saw. Okay. Well, with the death and dying, uh, I took a class from Daniel Brinkley on spiritual hospice. And then I worked for quite a few years, mostly with friends and friends of family from friends, you know, different people they know. And um, what is a wonderful thing is, you know, helping them to get rid of their unfinished business. And but what I mean by unfinished business, like if you have anger and frustration in your life and find out where that comes from, if it's from a person or you, uh, you know, on the outs with other people, you can heal that while you're still here. And I've done that with many people and it's amazing how they just beam and they're just ready to go. It is so beautiful. Like one of my friends was uh, George. He was 77, had lung cancer. He was a trip. He was real spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I would go over and we'd talk spiritual stuff and he would uh, be smoking with his oxygen. I said, George, you're going to blow yourself up. Oh, I don't care. I'm dying anyway. So you're going to blow me up. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was in, I uh, took him to the veterans hospital towards the end. And um, he just wanted to stay till his kids came. So I did energy work and helped him with his oxygen level because they kept turning it down. And then um, I asked him, I said, do you want me to call your two buddies you're on the outs with? This will be the last time. And he says, would you call them? So I did. And mm -hmm. they came up and they talked to him. And a bunch of us were all in the hospice room. And he, he asked his one buddy to get him a bottle of scotch. So he <laughs> had a drink of scotch looking at all of us just beaming with light and was so happy that he made up with it, these two buddies that he was on the outs with. Oh, and then, so, so yeah, it was so beautiful. And then uh, his kids came 
And the kid said that they talked to him for two hours. And then he says, I love you all so much. I have to go now. Goodbye. And he laid down and he was gone. I'm going, what a beautiful way to to leave. And yep. he was ready. Yeah. Wow. So that was one. Another thing, uh, my friend, uh, her mom was dying. And this wasn't, I wasn't there for the end, but she was just crying out in the night for like two, three nights, talking to her sister. And she would wake up and go, call the doctor. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And so I asked my friend, can I tell her what's wrong with her? And she said, sure, tell her. So I went into, I said, Vivian, you know, all the times I come here, you always say, I don't know why God's keeping me here. I'm ready to go. So I said, hmm. Vivian, God's not keeping you here. You're ready to go. And she smiled so much and just held my hand so tight. Oh, thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me. And then she actually died the next day, but I had gone back to work, so I wasn't there. And her other da two daughters were with her when that happened. Yeah, some people uh, have permission to, to leave, don't they? Yeah, or they have to be ready. Yeah. They have to be ready in themselves to, uh, you know, and the forgiveness is the best way to get ready. If they can forgive themselves and forgive everyone else, they can go free. It's so beautiful to watch these people just be so happy when they're leaving. Have you had ahead. people who have seen a vision of the other side of a relative coming to take them home? Oh, or? yes. Yes. And I had a, when my mom died, I was there and there was an actual knock at the door and I opened the door. No one was there. And I just felt this really powerful energy come in. And then I felt it was a man. He was really tall. And I said, oh, thanks for coming for my mom. So I never knew his name or anything like that. But that presence was there until she left. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so there's different, you know, you can, the people or family around you can sometimes see these other beings or feel them, uh, their presence with their loved ones. And sometimes they see them, sometimes they talk to them. So it all depends. But one of the most wonderful things I was able to do was learn that um, you can see, sometimes you can see the person's soul leave their body. And mm. it's like, usually in the solar plexus, the heart, sometimes the throat and sometimes the third eye. I've seen it all those places. But it's kind of like at the end, and it's not right when they quit breathing. Sometimes it takes up to 45 minutes after. So I always, when I'm with them, say, no, don't call the coroner or let's just stay here a while in the hospital. And uh, many of them, many of the family members have seen this. And it's kind of like this iridescent, milky, twisty energy that just comes out of the body and just goes up into the air and it's gone. Hmm. And that has helped so many people being able to see their loved one's uh, soul leave their body. It is amazing. So I've seen it quite a few times. One time, it was my boyfriend's dad, and we were there. And I told his sister about, you know, the soul leaving the body. And so uh, my boyfriend and I left the hospital. And then the sister and her daughter came up. 
and they saw the soul leave the body and they never believed any of this stuff. So that was a real treat and a beautiful thing for them to see and believe. What do you think about people that seem to get stuck in between like what we call ghosts? Yeah, there's a lot of those. I've done some work with that, helping ghosts in different areas go to the light. And there's a lot get stuck. They just haven't resolved things, not ready to go, don't know where to go. A big one is accidents. When you're, you know, in an accident that's so quick and you die, then they take your body away. A lot of time the soul stays in the area where they were killed. And um, with hypnotherapy, I have watched, I have not done it, but a hypnotherapist went back to the scene of where they died and brought that energy back to the hospital bed and reconnected it with the body so they could leave. So I, there's so many ways. I just used to put a portal of light in the center of the room and invite whoever was ready to go to go into the light. And for the most part, these beings want to go through your body. Mm. And so they'll come through my body and out the top and they're gone. So that's pretty interesting too. I uh, We did it with... Uh, three other friends and I told them about that and my girlfriend said oh yeah yeah and she screamed because one person came right through her body I said I told you that's what they do and she <laughs> said oh my god they do <laughs> yeah so there's so many that do get stuck and you can communicate oh this is the other thing you can communicate with people from the other side my dad, I had this psychic. He was so good. He's no longer here. But he would tell me exactly about my dad and things that nobody would know except me and my dad. My dad came to him and asked me if I could tell my mom and my brother some things that he needed to tell them. It was like his unfinished business. So I yeah. said, sure, Dad, I will. When I go back to Michigan, I'll tell them. So I did. I went and told them both and, you know, let it go. And then I came back to my psychic friend, oh, no, a few months later. And he said, your dad is moving on. He wants to thank you so much. He's been around you since he's died 25 years. And now he gets to move on from, because of what you did. So that was amazing to me, too. I never knew that you could help people that way as well. Yes. Once you were an adult, was your mother more open to your having? Oh, yes. Experiences? Yes. She got over her Catholic religion that that was evil. And she she was OK with me. <laughs> 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 yeah, she just, you know, just her upbringing that that was evil to see anything, you know, and only the priest were to talk to you about that and see things. So that was, you know, way back in the day. It's not like that anymore. But yeah. What other sorts of spiritual counseling do you do? I'll do readings for people to help them. Oh, this is one thing that's very important, too. You're not always supposed to heal someone just because you think they're sick or something's wrong with them. Because a lot of times... The person has this illness or this issue because it's a learning for their soul. So if you take it away from them by healing them with 
energy work or talk therapy or whatever, you can be harming them more because their soul needs that lesson. So that was a real powerful thing that I learned. So when I first learned energy and Reiki and this and that, I wanted to heal everyone. What's wrong with you? I can heal you. <laughs> and spirit came in really loud and said, oh, no, you don't do that. I said, okay, so I al you always ask permission before you ever want to work with someone else. You ask their soul's permission, and you generally get a feeling or a yes or a no, and just go by that. So that's very important also. That might answer the question of why some people who've had near-death experiences are instantly healed, while others really have to suffer for a while to reclaim their health. Right. Well, in astrology, I've learned that we come in with a contract of why we're here and what we're here to do, you know, our so-called mission, whatever. Some missions are just be happy, just be kind, just whatever it is, your mission. And um, sometimes that near-death experience, I believe, I don't know for sure, I believe that um, they go back and talk with their their guides and angels and stuff, and they, they can either make a new contract or say, okay, I can go down there and finish this. And they come back and, and instantly healed. So that's just, you know, all of this is just my opinion. As we know, we all have different um, teachings and beliefs, and this is just my experience. So that's what I'm sharing. Yes, of course, your experience extends to the other side of the curtain on a lot of these things. So yeah, quite a bit, yes. A large element of truth when somebody's had these experiences. Yes, yes. I was going to ask you, too, what do you think the reason for vortexes are? Do you think they're there to hurt sometimes? I, I think Janice had mentioned monsters coming through at some point. Vortexes are a natural phenomenon on the Earth and in our universe. And it's just an energy portal. Uh, it's energy. It's a higher vibrational energy. Just like we're here in Sedona and you go to the vortexes in Sedona and you can go where they are and sit there. And you have a more opening to listen to your guides and angels to the other side. Uh, this energy is, is um, there uh, for your healing i think that's why a lot of people come to sedona for that healing they don't even know why they're coming but that mm -hmm. happens a lot just going out on the red rocks and you know just being and a lot of a lot of things happen during those times but there's vortexes all over the planet um from my understanding um a lot of them are just open like some in the mountains like sedona and other places they just open up at certain times uh, in uh, the astrological field, or I don't even know how exactly, but there's a lot of talk and work on uh, portals, and they're all over the planet. And sometimes uh, people just disappear if they walk through them. So I've heard this. I don't know, you know, firsthand, just hearing this. And so portals are kind of tricky and you got to be careful of them. I haven't heard any negative being coming through, but 
I'm sure they could. I just haven't heard of that. And I think it's more your intention than anything else of what you'll get. Um, if you're working with energy or portals, you know, you want a loving energy and you ask and your intentions create your reality. So if you're always fearful, you're going to get a lot more things to be fearful of because the universe gives you what you think, what you want, what you believe. So that's the biggest thing is if you can turn around or get rid of these fears. And that's what I've helped people with is getting rid of those past life core fears so that they don't have to keep living that over and over again. Yes. Do you recall any uh, of your past lives? Yes. I remember a huge one in Egypt. I went to Egypt and I knew I lived there. And it was so strange because I could ride a camel. I don't never rode a camel before in this life. And okay. our camel guy said, you ride camel before, your camel like you. And I'm going, you know how to get up, you know how to get down. I says, no, I've never ridden a camel. Yes, you do. I said, <laughs> okay. Then in the pyramid, I had a huge experience when we, we, there was 12 of us in there, our group. We toned around the sarcophagus when one of us was laying in there. And I went somewhere and I came back different. After that, every time I did energy work, I felt like I was 10 foot tall. And I'd have to look at my feet and go, oh no, you're, not, you're still short. <laughs> <laughs> But something happened during that time. And then we'd go to museums and all the kids were in there from school and they'd all come over to me and grab onto me and laugh and smile. And the teachers had to take them away. And I, my people I was with, said, what's that about? I says, they recognize me. I've lived here before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was one. Sedona, where I am now, I lived in Michigan until I was 44, moved out here. And I know I lived here before. I worked with the Indians and the energies here. And it was just like, I'm back. It just felt real. So there are places and I've been to places I love that I don't have that feeling that I ever was there before. The uh, King's Chamber in the Great Pyramid is a very powerful place, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yes, it sure is. We All were... of Egypt is pretty powerful. The Nile River and the temples and the Great Pyramid. Yeah, it's it's very powerful. My wife and I were lucky enough to have some time in there by ourselves to uh, just to oh, cool. sit, yeah. sit quietly. Mm -hmm. You've lived a very interesting life, Darlene. I'm so glad you've been able to tell us something about it. What would you suggest to listeners about how they can resolve some of their own spiritual conflicts? What should they concentrate on? Basically, you know, we all come in with some issues, a core issue that we can't, we're coming back to learn or, or change or resolve. And that's just my belief. And I find it in many people that I work with. And what I found is I always ask, myself or I'm doing myself or someone else go back to the first cause of your core issue wherever it is and in hypnotherapy you can really go back and and uh, revisit some of this 
usually this life you're having the same issues over and over and over again because of something that happened in a past life. It could be this life, but mostly past life. And once you get to that core issue and you see where it came from, it's amazing. It, it just disappears. And then all, you know, there I say the onion, you got to peel the onion and get the layers off. You go to the core, there's no more layers. You're done. It's done. So that's what I found with working with people is getting to their core issues and resolving those. And then they're just happier. They don't have to keep bumping into the same issues over and over again because they're resolved. Things start changing for them. Darlene, if someone wanted to uh, get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do it? Email me at darlenek 5 at q.com. And that is D-A-R-L-E-N-E-K, the number five, at q.com. Terrific. Well, Darlene, thank you so much for uh, doing the show today. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to talking with you again sometime in the future when I get back here to, to the Sedona area.